Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank. Dave, good afternoon. You know, I, I got to ask you, Dave, just before we get started with today's show, uh, which is our potpourri show. I heard that you were waiting for some packages. Um, not sure if you went down to Union Station and checked the rail yard because they might be there <laughs> off one of those freight trains or they might be off the port of Long Beach. If you want a Zodiac, I could help you get out there and just I know you're waiting for some Amazon stuff. So just want to check in and make sure you're OK. You know, I was wrong. Roaming around downtown there, Grand Central Station, 4th Street. Uh, there was a lot of packages still on the ground yeah. from Amazon so on. Yeah, I thought, thought it, you know, kind of rummage yeah. around, see what I could find. You know, you know, you know how you know yeah. that there's something going wrong on that front when there's homeless people in downtown LA going with sharper image massagers going around with their backs and stuff, like doing the sharper image massage thing. Cause like it's what you know, where where else are these folks gonna get this stuff? Right. We did a, we we did a whole show about the homeless and it's like it, it's it's nonstop. We haven't even touched it because there's so many other things going on. But oh yeah, they just approved another X amount of millions of dollars in another beautiful brand new state of the art apartment buildings all over and even in the that. South Bay now. Yeah. So they're going to be living large. Living um, large. I posted that on social media. Something like yeah. the average price, if you net it out, the number of apartments by the homeless number, it's like eight hundred seventy thousand dollars per homeless person. <laughs> there you go. Like really? And- <laughs> I mean, I mean that is classic government ineptitude. That's the five hundred dollar toilet seat in the military. You know all that kind of stuff. Oh, we love our homeless here in LA, but um, we also love the fact that COVID is just about done. COVID, 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 COVID. COVID. Yeah, good. The, the coronavirus. Uh, we've, I, you know, we, we, guy. It seems like it's every every freaking day. But in my mind, it's been done for a year. It's done. So it's a, it's a media driven story. But now yeah. all the gloves are off. Um, Pfizer's had to release all this information, and basically yep. the truth is coming out about COVID deaths. Frank, if you want to give us some details, hundred percent, Dave. And and by the way, I, I will. But just on the on the whole testing front, don't you think it's just a little bit ironic and a little bit interesting and a little bit funny how the federal government was ready to launch five hundred million tests and like mail these to like everybody? Dave, whatever happened to that? How that that just sort of went away, just like like a poof in the wind. It just went away. Actually, no more said, tests. I, not I even did needed. read that they, they they have hundreds of thousands of tests sitting in a warehouse. They don't know what to do with them. <laughs> well, not only hundreds. So let me actually before I even get to the, to the mortality data, Dave, which was recently up on CDC. Let me just touch on this since you mentioned uh, tests and not knowing what yeah. to do with them. So I'm over here at Gateway Pundit, Dave. Uh, millions of doses of COVID vaccine dumped as demand plummets. I kid you not, they're literally, literally, they have had to d- dump over no. 3 million doses of vaccine in Michigan, 2 million doses in North Carolina, a million doses in Illinois, almost a million in Washington because they could not be used there. I mean, so th- this hysteria from the left wing radicals and these these freaking uh, death of merchants of death. Now, everyone has to get triple, quadruple uh, vaxxed, yep. vet- boosted and now in the in the toilet. Yeah, in the toilet, thrown away, gone, garbage. Thank you, Fauci, and and, and all you rest of them. 1,000%. And I'll bring it back to the mortality data, Dave, because that's all that matters at the end of the day, what we call the IFR, the infection fatality rate. So just for folks to understand at home, every year for the last 20 years, roughly 2 million people a year die in the United States, all-cause mortality. That's everything. They die of everything, heart disease, kidney disease, strokes, cancer, everything. So last year, Dave, guess what? And the year before, guess what the number was? Funnily enough. Right about 2 million. So fine. So here's what happened. So the CDC finally came out with this data. It was up on their website. They took it down very quickly, but it was up for a while of all the people that so-called died, quote, with COVID, because as you know, Dave, there's with COVID and from COVID. 
And as Huge we know, yeah. two completely different things, right? If you, if you actually died from COVID as opposed to just with it, and of course, hospitals were getting preferentially incentivized to classify deaths due to COVID, $30,000 per patient, all the rest of it. So at the end of the day, here's some simple math for our folks at home. They said roughly, we're getting close to roughly a million people who died of, or, you know, a million people who died during the COVID blah, 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 pandemic, blah, blah, blah. It's actually about six and a half percent of that number. So that's roughly 60 to 70,000 people. You know what they call that, Dave? We call that a flu season. That's exactly what it was. And all those other deaths were reclassified as due to COVID. They died of strokes, heart disease, cancer, motorcycle accidents, all everything you can imagine, everything else. But those deaths were reclassified. That data was out there publicly. It got retracted very quickly. It's, it's absolutely uh, proven now beyond a shadow of a doubt. This was a information war and most people were fooled so over there just uh, exactly I'm, I'm mirroring those those numbers over there in england and wales that's called the united kingdom folks so between january 20 and september 21 the uh the brain dead people over there running the bbc you know hundreds of thousands of deaths blah because oh my god if you even come near within a mile of somebody with covid you're going to drop dead in a second people actually believe that that number was revised all the way down to 17,371. There you go. Between January 20 and September 21. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 17, and of those 17,000, uh, what was the 13,597, which is, oh, let's ballpark that at about 70% were 65 or older with comorbidities. Right, exactly. So the average person did not, not only did not have a chance of dying, barely yeah. could, uh, it's like a little cold or sniffle Nothing. and we closed, yeah. we shut down society, shut down the economy, with shut the down suicides the and, the, and the fentanyl and took and away the people's rights, suspension oh. of habeas corpus, state of emergency. Can't, can't wait for the lawsuits uh, to come. Everything, everything, Dave, we ruined people's lives. We ruined yeah. the economy. We took away people's rights. Their rights are still suspended. And by the way, I'm over here on Breitbart. Uh, Senate passes resolution to end Biden's COVID national state of emergency, which he quietly extended last week. So did Governor Newsom in California. Uh, folks, I think I've mentioned this on a lot of previous podcasts that we predicted this just this giant pivot, but the state of emergency still exists. Your rights under the Constitution do not exist in a state of emergency, either federal or local. It is absolutely asinine that there is still any kind of state of emergency out there. We have multiple, quote unquote, therapeutics, quote unquote, vaccines, gene therapy, plenty of things to do. This is a total charade, a total gaslighting of the uh, American public. And as I've said many times leading up to the SOTU, and it wasn't really a SOTU because this is an illegitimate president. So you can't have a a state of the union address (laughs) when you have an illegitimate president. And you take a look, Dave, at what was going on there in Washington, D.C., barbed wire, fencing, walls all around the Capitol, all around the White House. Dave, this is the sign of an illegitimate president. This is not the yeah. sign of someone who was legitimately elected. You look at when Trump went walking through yeah. the streets, open no parade, Melania, yeah. everybody high fiving each other, millions yeah. of people on the Washington Mall. That is the sign of someone who was legitimately, elect- legitimately elected. And really quickly, uh, Pfizer initially said they wanted 75 years to release the data. Right. It's all coming out now. They were forced to by a judge somewhere. Is there, it's probably hard to, to get through, but basically they're having to release thousands of pages of documents That's that they're right. trying to stay, uh, keep hidden. Yeah, they have six months, basically, Dave, as you said. So six months, this is the first month they have. And so what they're going to do is they're going to bleed it out in, in such a way that the least offensive material to Pfizer 
comes out first. So, mm-hmm. so the stuff that's going to be the most offensive is going to come out right in front of the midterms, which is going to be very interesting. So they'll come out right. right around October, which is like the last month, and you're going to see a big data dump, and it's going to be some bad stuff. I can I can already tell that there's going to be some very high profile politicians going. Well, the CDC told me to do blankety blank, and they're going to already <laughs> want to project a uh, what they did the, the, the ridiculous lockdowns on. They're going to blame it on the CDC. I already know that's coming up. But anyway, yeah. Let's move on. So we have not talked about this too often lately, but the whole, you know, we're still going to go through this uh, reimagining, I guess you will, of the election that that Donald Trump had had taken away from him. But we're still seeing every week, you kind of seen uh, a bright spot. And hopefully by the time November rolls around this year, things are going to be straightened out. So in Wisconsin, let's start with Wisconsin. We're going to do Wisconsin and Arizona. Yeah. Special counsel, Michael Gableman, I like him. He's a straight shooter. He has yeah. called for the decertification of the Wisconsin 2020 election results. Yes. This is big time. Yeah. So he's got the, uh, he's got attorneys behind him. He's got uh, a Supreme Court justice, Michael Gale. Uh, that's who, uh, who he is. Yeah. He's got a, a, a big legal team behind him. Um, this is interesting. Let's, yeah. let's just keep an eye on that. And then just over in Arizona, they have approved a measure boosting voter ID requirements. Right. So it's all... We don't think anything's going to happen regarding yeah. 2020. That's just, it's, it's a little yeah. bit pie in the sky. I but. think there actually is a chance uh, at getting Wisconsin decertified. I, if we get any one of the five battleground states yeah. decertified before the midterms, it's a huge W. The, the main and, thing is to bring attention to this and exactly. to rectify and do things like Arizona exactly. just said, bring the voter ID thing in, yeah. do, do wa- watermarks on the paper. Yeah, it's not these uh, these Dominion machines. Get rid of these. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go old school. Let's bring back the paper ballots. Yeah. By the way, not just since quickly, since you mentioned Dominion, do you know the that that uh, Coomer guy, Coomer? He was like the head of security and policy for uh, Dominion, was just arrested on drunk driving charges in Colorado last week. I'm not sure if you saw that. Just a quick aside, since you mentioned uh, <laughs> since you right. mentioned uh, Dominion. Uh... But uh, yeah, no, look, I, I think Wisconsin is a, is a very good probability of success. Arizona, you know, it's tough. We've been like so, tough. our side's been so close to wanting that to happen. Uh, and we've got all the information. We've got all the goods. We've got the receipts and the attorney general, that guy's got to go. Dragging he has been feet. sitting, dragging he has been feet. sitting, yeah. Dave, Dave, dragging his feet. You're being kind. He has been sitting on that stuff. We could have indictments like that, that we are not getting indictments some he that dude that ag is connected to the dark side and the global uh, elitist the davos crowd uh, you know and so forth so uh, don't trust him that, that guy's got to go speaking of scumbags zuckerberg oh yeah okay we already know that he put in hundreds of million dollars through a whatever organization 501c3s yeah 501c3 thank you for being specific i know you didn't like that term last time yeah um now they have him okay he violated wisconsin bribery laws yes uh, I don't know. God, it would be amazing to get him actually convicted of something or actually have it real charges brought against him. Just have him but indicted personally. Just indicted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we all know that he spent hundreds of million dollars to uh, do these ridiculous, the, the ballot boxes and to sway various uh, election drops and so yep. on. So yeah, also promising. So we'll see how that shakes out. Dave, I'm over here at Breitbart, uh, another election, well, kind of, I guess, kind of election related story. You're going to love this one, Oregon. Uh, your your favorite, uh, you know, I think the one thing that Washington State, Oregon, and California have in common, they're all just communist states, right? I mean, they're <laughs> communist states. They have huge crime problems. They have huge homeless problems. They have drugs, needles, uh, violent crime on the on the rampage. Dave, I'm over here at Breitbart, Sanctuary State, Oregon, to spend fifteen million dollars 
in taxpayer dollars doing what? Helping the people, school education, vouchers, uh, helping people get jobs. No, helping illegal aliens to avoid deportation, Dave. Oh, good <laughs> I, for us. I kid you not. This is classic Portland. This is classic. And the funny thing about Oregon is that everything outside of Portland is basically nice. Like meeting like Eastern Oregon, Central Oregon, strong conservative. It's not, it's, it's, it borders up against Idaho, right? So it's, it's actually very strong conservative territory. There's just not a lot of people there. Uh, so Portland, unfortunately, sways everything and the capital. So the sanctuary state of Oregon is set to spend $15 million in state taxpayer money helping illegal aliens stay in the United States by avoiding deportation. Dave, no surprise out of oh, Portland. This yeah. is, you know, BLM territory, Antifa territory, Central. Dave, they burned down the federal courthouse in Portland 100 nights in a row during the Summer of Love BLM riots uh, in the six months leading up to the election post the, uh, what we call fentanyl Floyd. I'm going to start calling him a fentanyl Floyd, the fentanyl Floyd, uh, you know, overdose, which is what happened. Uh, so again, you know, look, stay away from Portland, folks, just to stay away. Well, it, don't, it, don't go there. Yeah, don't you, spend money there. Just stay away from there. You touched on it. Uh, the thing is, Oregon and Washington, both beautiful states, ruined by fascists that run the biggest cities. Correct. Portland, Seattle. If you remove them from the equation, those are both center right. Yes. Beautifully run True. states. Yes. Keep that in mind. And it's, it's just the, this, the yep. modern society. Yep. Um, speaking of scumbags. So this is a, another typical example. You're talking about feeding the homeless, all this nonsense. So Cal State system over here, you know, this yeah. is a big university over system. here in California. Yeah. 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 Guess what? So they had some chancellor. His name was Joseph Castro. Okay, hello. That's the ah, first problem. There you go. That's a tip off right there. Yeah. This guy was making hundreds. His his salary was four hundred and one thousand dollars per year. Jeez. Can you believe it? This, 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 I mean, doing what? Doing nothing. Right. Uh, I, I wonder if the fact that he's Hispanic um, gave him that position as, as a chancellor. But anyway, yeah. Guess what he was doing? Years. Years of mishandling sexual harassment, bullying, and retaliation complaints against other senior administrators Ugh. while he was president of CSU Fresno. Nice. So he's a scumbag. He's protecting sexual predators. And what do we do instead of just firing him yeah. and taking away his pension? No, what do we do? We rewarded him and yeah. gave him a $400,000 settlement after he resigned. Oh, Jesus. Bam. Dave, it's uh, it's you know we 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 could spend weeks on this podcast going through stories like that, but you know what I'm going to do instead, Dave? I'm going to go through Please. a little bit of an orthogonal story here, a little bit of a different story for our podcast listeners at home. I'm over here on page six, which is not a not a place I often quote, Dave. As you know, usually I'm on Breitbart or Gateway sure. or Infowars, but today I'm over here on page six with a story that, among others, I think my wife actually may enjoy because she likes this show. I, I, I kind of watch it occasionally myself, kind of a fun show. You know, this real estate show, Dave, in, in LA, they actually have it across the country. It's called Million Dollar Listing. Sure. Uh, they have LA, they have New York, they have a bunch of these, you know, cities. Uh, so exclusive story breaking tonight on page six, Million Dollar Listing star Josh Flagg divorcing husband Bobby Boyd. Oh, what a shame Josh and Bobby aren't going to be getting along so well anymore. They, they, had, they put up such a great uh, <clears throat> bullshit, such a faux uh, kind of uh, fake relationship during the taping of the show. I could tell whenever I was watching 
the show. So it doesn't exactly say why they're separating. Bobby and I are divorcing. And this might sound abrupt, but I felt I should be transparent from the top <laughs> rather than bury the headline. And this was not a rash or impulsive decision. We've been very thoughtful about this and we need to grow each in our own directions. We want different things out of our lives. Well, way to go, Bobby, now that you've got everything from Josh that you can I, get. Uh, anyways, a little bit of a different yeah, story I, for us in our podcast. Well, well now that it's been but, a few years since we have had, you know, gay marriage, I'm kind of guessing the divorce rate's going to be, oh, equal, if not higher than uh, amongst us heterosexuals. I'm just kind of guessing. You know, Dave, and I have to just say, and I got, look, got, you know, we're basically, I think a, a lot of you and I, we're kind of libertarians at heart, right? Just keep yes. the government out of our business and do whatever the heck you want. I, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, the other night we we're watching TV, we we're watching these reruns of, not a reruns, but the new Amazing Race. You know, okay. you remember the Amazing Race where like, yeah, you have like, different teams of people? It's a great show. Yeah. Great show. You, yeah. Teams of people, you race around the world, different uh, challenges and so forth. So we're just, my wife and I sit there watching with our kids, 11 and 9, you know, great show. Yeah. yeah, so exactly, exactly. So you know what's coming here, right? So so now I have to preview the Amazing, which was, I have to preview the Amazing Race because they had two gay black guys on there who just got married. Good. And they're, they're they're effused. They're kissing each other. Oh. They're and I mean long kisses. I mean they were they, they were like all kinds of stuff. And I'm like I don't want I don't need my nine year old daughter mm. you know watching this stuff. And just a shame. But that's where we are, Dave. That's, that's where, a whole that's lot of that's, it's a whole lot of explaining you got to do. It, it, it is a lot of explaining. A lot of explaining. So, so one of the few shows that we have really liked the last few years is Yellowstone. Oh, it's on the Paramount Network. Um, and. You know, I know the lefties are very perplexed. Gee, I wonder why the show is doing so well. It's got that old uh, cadre up there, Kevin Costner. I thought he was done 20 years ago with um, right. all, all of his. But, you know, it's very for us. We like it because it actually shows. Oh, I don't know. Males being males, <laughs> yes. being somewhat being somewhat masculine. Right. Doing tough things like, you know, uh, hurting, hurting yeah. uh, goats and yeah. cows. Chopping and, wood and shooting it, people. It, it, you know. Right. And shooting the bad guys. Yeah. And it, it shows you how, you know, running a running any kind of a ranch, a farm. It's very it's hard difficult. work. Yeah, but, exactly. but just the fact that it shows guys getting drunk with bar fights, yeah. you know, hanging out with Confederate flags and trailer parks. Yeah. I mean, people like that because yeah. it shows real uh, totally. behavior, authentic yeah. behavior. Yeah. And so, so my, oh, my, so, my so, Tesla, my Tesla won't get over the, the cattle right. gate, Dave. I can't get my Tesla over the cattle gate. What, what's the problem? So I'm, I'm glad Kevin Costner is having a great last. It's going to be uh, season four and five, six. It's going to go on as long as he wants. But it's a one, one secondary that they did a prequel show called 1883. Oh, yeah. Now, we all know who Sam Elliott is. He's that uh, old cadre guy with a great mustache. Great mustache, yeah. Been in a thousand movies. So there's a, a film out there, which I have not seen. I heard it's basically unwatchable, like all films that are up for a thousand Best Picture nominations, right? Power of the Dog. I know you haven't you haven't seen that, have you, friend? I have not, sir. No, no. So it's a big, uh, it's a western uh, directed and written by a big left wing feminist. Okay, uh, I forget her name, but uh, so Sam Elliott, who's starring in this amazing prequel show of the Yellowstone called 1883, which that, is that's the, a great show. I have seen it's that. Another yeah. great show that he's yeah. in, and he's basically playing a tough. You know, it's about the Oregon, uh, you know, people moving up to Oregon to live yeah, their life. It's basically, it's basically right. the, 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 the generation that gave birth to Yellowstone. So it's, it's what happened yeah. to that generation of families, right. how they got to the West. 
So here's the show called Power of the Dog about a closeted gay rancher, Benedict Cumberbatch, in 1925 go. Montana, because that's so common. Oh, we yeah. have so many closeted gay ranchers in Montana. <laughs> are, oh, every other ranch is there. I know, right? So, so good for <laughs> Sam Elliott. I have no idea his political motives no. or interests, but he sure. says, what's with all these effing cowboys in that movie? <laughs> They're all running around in chaps, no shirts. There's all these allusions to homosexuality throughout that effing movie. Right. I love. Thank it you. It was Sam. great. Thank, Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for putting it in such perfect perspective yes. for us, Dave. Great summary. Great show, uh, folks. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcast platform of choice: Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean. We're on them all, and uh, social media. Don't forget Getter, Gab, MeWe. Get off Twitter. Getter is the Twitter killer. Dave, we'll see you down the road on the right side.